0: And now I'm going to take a few moments to introduce our guest speaker this afternoon. Our guest speaker is David Del Castillo. Uh, he is serving in the country of Bolivia. Uh, David attended the Salmon Grace Pastors College a couple years ago with two other students you might know. Leo Paris and Joel Bain. So he was in the Pastors College class. Uh, David and his wife Hadoui are here along with his parents, David's parents Jorge and Teresa. They are planting a Sovereign Grace Church in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Uh, Just a little bit of background, Uh, Jorge will be the lead pastor for this church plant, uh, eventually transitioning the uh, leadership to David. Uh, Jorge, his father, has been pastoring a church in La Paz for over 40 years and he and Jorge also attended the Sovereign Grace Pastors college about 15 years ago and has been in close partnership with sovereign grace and so it is our joy to have david and his family here with us this afternoon Uh, david will be sharing a bit about uh, the mission work of church planting in bolivia and he will also be bringing god's word this afternoon so david please come forward
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, thank you very much for uh, this uh, invitation. It's really an honor for me to be here. I've heard a lot of you because, as uh, we were hearing, I, I was with Leo in the pastors' college and also with Joël. And yeah, Leo was a great help to me during the pastors' college. I don't, I don't speak I I I speak English, but it's not my native la- language, so. Sometimes I have, I have problems like doing like a lot of papers and readings, and yeah, he was a great help, so thank you for that. Uh, before we start the sermon, uh, we wanted to share a video about what, uh, what is going on there in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. We, we are praying, and we already moved to that city because we want to plant a Sovereign Grace Church. So let's watch the video, please, and yeah, I will give you a short comment after that.
2: and I'm married to Teresa. We have three sons, Marcelo, Esteban and David. All are already married and they are serving the Lord in the Church and raising their children in the Lord. We have served in the Church for 39 years and participated in the start of it. I have the opportunity to work During 21 years as pastor of Vida y Verdad Christian School, since the beginning in 1984, in addition to other training courses, I had the opportunity and the privilege to attend to the Pastor College in Sovereign Grace, and this had changed all my life and my families and since we have returned from the PC to our country, I was looking forward to see how to implement the model of a pastor college and a church in Bolivia. Hello, my name is David and I'm married
1: to Hadley. I have two wonderful daughters. Luciana and Rebecca. I had the opportunity of working at the church for over eight years, was the administrator of the church, and uh, been an active uh, member of the church, serving the church for over 12 years. I had the opportunity of attending to the pastor's college of 2016 and 17, and right now I'm studying at Southern Seminar online, looking for a master's degree in theology. To see several continuous and reformed churches here in Bolivia. We pray that that will happen in Santa Cruz, hopefully in Bolivia, and will continue spreading out to South America. We pray that God will use us and many other people to share the true gospel.
2: Is a small country in the middle of South America with a little more than 11 million inhabitants. Its official language is Spanish. In Bolivia, there is an openness to the gospel, but there are many false doctrines, like the prosperity gospel, that harms the nation and the churches, even those are
1: not in that line. Santa Cruz is the biggest city of Bolivia. Right now has a more economic and population growth, and that looks like that going to continue in that direction. Santa Cruz, as the rest of Bolivia, has a Catholic background. Actually, yeah, there is more percentage of Catholics in the rest cities of Bolivia. We want to plant a gospel center,
2: Sovereign Grace Church that embraces the declaration of faith
1: and the seven-share values here in our context. We are
2: also praying that in the future we can have a training center like the Pastor College to serve people in the countryside and in the city. Please pray for us. And also, please pray
1: that God will add families to this planting team. Thank you for your time. Thank you for watching this video. And God bless you. Well, I think uh, the video gave a a little of a speech of what we're doing and what you can be praying for us I just want to ask to my wonderful wife to stand up and to my dad so you can uh, know them and pray for them it is we are going to Santa Cruz with such a joy and thank you very much because it is it's going to be yeah we're going we're moving cities changing everything S- selling houses, buying houses. There is a lot going on, and thank you, and thank you for being willing to do that for the gospel. I really appreciate that, and that's an example to me. Um, if you have any more questions, we can talk at the end, and also there will be, uh, we left those pictures uh, there, so you can find the website, and you, you can be in touch with us. Okay, so let's let's now uh, start the the reading the Word of God. We are going to talk today. We're going to be preaching. I'm going to be preaching about Acts 13. This is going going to be from uh, verse 1 to verse 3. I really love these uh, verses because it gives us a big uh, background of what really happened after. This is the beginning of Paul uh, journeys and Those journeys were very impacted and make a big impact and we can see then the letters uh, That follow that so it's gonna be good to see this background for all what Paul was able to do later So let's pray and as the God will uh, will open his word God I, I just feel that we We're inadequate to understand your word, we're inadequate to um, understand everything without you. So I just ask you that you will reveal today that even though uh, English is not my primary language, you're going to talk to every one of us and we're going to go outside knowing something else, learning something that you have spoken and your word doesn't really have a language. It is powerful for for here, for any country, for any language, and we are really grateful for that. Thank you, Lord, and please be speaking to our hearts. Okay, so now we're going to read Acts 13, from verse 1 to 3. Now, there were in the church of Antioch, prophet and teachers, Bernabes, Simon, who was called the Nagar, Lucius of Sirena, Manain, a life of friend, of Herod, the Tretarch, and Saul. So, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for, the, for me, Bernabez and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands On them and send them off. I remember many years ago I was able to visit one aquaculture farm. I don't know if you're familiar with that but that's where uh, you can uh, raise fishes. So it it is quite an amazing world because yeah you always have in the grocery store, in the supermarket, but you don't know how much process has to go in able to have those there. So when I was visit there, it was more like they they had so many swimming pools and in every swimming pool there was different temperature, there were different kind, they had to time uh, like how much food, they would give to the fishes. So it was another world. I, I didn't realize how, how much of a logistic it needed. It was needed for re- recent, for race um, fishes. So it, it impacted me a lot. I remember that, like, like I was surprised. But I know that will relate to any other uh, thing. Like if you are doing, um, I don't know, you, you are doing cars or you are doing everywhere, there is a lot going on that most of the people don't relate to. And if we turn to the Bible, the verses we've been reading, it's the same thing. Um, We can see right now, Bernabé and Saul, they're ready to be sent off. But there was a church behind them. There was a church who had impacted their lives, who had been teaching them for we don't know how many years the Word of God will not tell you. and Obviously, there was a difference between Saul and Barnabas because they were uh, in the church in different times. So, as as we see this uh, pro- production that I was referring to, agriculture is the same in the Word of God. God uses the church to sheep, to ship um, to form the missionaries to form them. To teach them, so they are able to be sent. And I just wanna preach today about that, because maybe you will see, say, okay, this is not me. I'm not. I'm not called to be preaching. I'm not called to be traveling. But you are pray. You play a big role here, because you are part of the Church of God. And you and me, it doesn't really matter what role we play, we play a very important for him and for his his work. So that's what it um, is important to remember. So without the gospel, there is no context in the church to be able to develop missionaries. The church provides an environment where we can grow and make future missionaries. This afternoon, we're gonna, going to see how God uses the church, that it is to equip called and send missionaries. So we're going to go to point number one, and it says, God uses the church to equip missionaries. And we're going to read again verse number one. So it says, now there were in the church of Antioch prophets, teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was called the Nagar, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen. Lifelong friend of Hero the Tetrarch, and so so it is given giving us a background. Who, what, how was that church? Can you see that variety of people? It, they they are different. They have different backgrounds. They are not the same. And I'm really sure that as in that church, this church will be no difference. We in the Church of God, we have so many different education. Backgrounds, and we are just going to the same God, and we play an important role for the church. So we can relate to this scripture because we are just the same. We are um, part of the body. So if you if you see this, this, this was, was actually actually a solid church. We can see the names here. Barnabas was good. He was. Uh, you can see in um, Acts 4.36, he was the son of consolation. So imagine having, ha- having him there. So it was like always teaching. But the, the word of God also refers us that there was a good uh, prophetic team. There was a teacher. So they were able to be growing in the Lord in that church. But also, um, we, we found Simon. With the script, by description can be induced that he had a different race than the race. Or Manahem mentioned that he was dry, raised with heroes So maybe he was a strong Jewish before, very, very to the tradition and then coming to the gospel like accepting Christ. So there was a big thing going on there. And that actually gave us a good uh, background. So the church is like that. It has a lot of diversity. But that's actually what complements us and what can help it grow. So it doesn't really matter what our background is. It matters that we are willing to be in the church and to make it grow for the gospel. And the glory always is for God, but we are important pieces for Him. Because, yeah, He's helping. He, he's using us. And that's a great privilege. I do remember a long time ago, we were traveling uh, with my father-in-law from one city to another, and we were driving in his car. And I remember it was a long drive, and we were pretty much halfway, and we started having problems with the car. So the car was like overheating, so, yeah, the temperature went up, and yeah, that's actually scary scaring, so we have to pull out. And we didn't realize what was going on. We tried to cool it out with water. We tried many things, but it, it wasn't really helping. So, at the end, we actually ended up calling a mechanic, and he had actually to take the uh, car to his place. But, amazing as it sounds, it was just a small screw that went out and all the liquid that caused the the motor, the engine, sorry, the engine was coming out. So it, it was getting very hot and that could, could make a damage to the car that is, uh, yeah, unreversible. So good thing he realized that and he had to fix it and there were more things involved there. But what I'm, I'm saying is that A small screw it was very important for a car and I don't know how you picture yourself you can be the big engine or you can be the small screw but you are helpful for God and God wants to use you in missions I'm talking about missions today and we uh, we play a role there maybe you have a bigger role here you also have a role that God has placed for you. So, it is important to realize that the church has a a lot of uh, diversity, different roles, different different, uh, capacities, but God uses His church. So, until now, we have been able to see how God trains within the diversity of the church. Now, we're going to going to see how God uses the church to call missionaries. So that will lead us to point number two. It says, God uses the church to call missionaries. So that's an other very important role that the church plays. And read with me uh, verse number two of Acts 13. So it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit who said, "Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them." So there are many things to see in this just one verse, but the first thing that we can see is that this church was a powerful church. I don't know; we worship a lot. I don't know how many of us, we fast. We eventually will do it, but they, they, they were like very eager in the gospel. So, it is important to remember that the close, closer relationship we have with God, we will be able to listen more of what He wants, us, wants for us. I know that God can be here. Like, even though we, like when we were out and we didn't want to hear from god he came to our our, to us and he saved us when he wants to be here he will be here but at the same time he wants to build a relationship with us so it is important for every one of us if you want to know which role you are playing in missions you have to be praying. You have to be listening to God, reading God's word, and he will talk to us. As in any other role that you play at the church. We need a relationship with God. A close relationship with God. When I, I am in a restaurant, and I am, if my kids are in another room, and I can listen my kids cry, I don't know if you, you can relate with me. I know which one is mine. I know which one is not mine. So there there is something that we know because we relate with them. We know them. It's the same with God. If we have this uh, habit or been listening or been praying or been reading God's Word, we relate with Him and we're going to be able to listen to Him anytime.
0: So it is important.
1: This, this point is is very important. He, he, they were worshiping and the Lord and fasting. They had a relationship close to the Lord. And then says that the Holy Spirit to say, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. So we, I, I believe, uh, maybe it was through a prophecy. We can not know. It's not saying through a prophecy, but maybe it was. But It was obvious for that congregation that they should be sent the Lord made that really mention how we don't know but he did that so they knew that they had to be sent and they had to be sent to the Gentiles so I I want to read Gal- Gal- Galatians two nine, this says uh, it really talks what is happening there. So it says, "And when James and Cephas and John, who seem to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, Paul is talking. Paul wrote this letter, gave the right hand of fellowship to Bernabas and me, that we should go to the Gentiles." on day and they to the circumcised so it is the, that call they already had it and if we read actually in acts 13 again it will tell us the call that they had so that that verb i have a, i have called them so it is not that he was calling them he already called them so they already knew what was going on And God was making a confirmation through the church that they should be sent. So, first of all, who makes the call? God does. God gives us the call that we need to play. I don't know what what role you play, but it's not less important. It is important for the church. Even if you are called, to work in a place that you can evangelize that's an important role for the church I know you have a great pastor Tim but he cannot talk to all of the people you can talk during the week we need you he needs you but at the end God needs you more than need us he decides to use us and we need to be grateful for that. So it is important to know, what is the role that God wants to play with you? And be there, listen to him, be praying. What do you want to do with me? And now we're talking about missions. What is the role that God wants me to do in this? Because he wants to gospel to be shared to every nation. So what is the role that I will play? How can I help them? Can I visit one time? Maybe. Can I pray for them? Obvious. We need your prayers. The ones who are going to Santa Cruz to the ones who are going to Europe or wherever. We need your prayers as well. As much as we're going to be praying for you as well. It's the same thing. But then, you, you can find your way of How can God use you here? So, I do remember, because I I grew up in a church, feeling like missions, okay, uh, yeah, I'm not called there. We can be very tempted to, okay, no, I I like the worship team, so I'm gonna be playing there, or I like evangelism, and no, I'm sure you can play a role, even though it will not take too much time, but you can play a role where you can bless the church, and you can bless that church. Praying is something that is very necessary. So it's important. I do remember uh, reading Mary Christianity from C.S. Lewis. So, There was this chapter that really impacted my life, because before, in, in his early years, he already was a writer. He already has, had gone to many colleges and had good degrees. And he called himself, he, wa- he wasn't believing in God. So in mere Christianity, he will share how he entered to a zoo in a normal day. He entered to the zoo as an atheist. And when he finishes that day to, work, to see the, and visit the zoo, he was a Christian. So, it is, for me it was very impactful how, how God can be very merciful to everybody of us and just telling us what do we need to do. So, it is the same thing, like God wants to reveal what will be your, the, the role that you are going to play in this game. Just as C.S. Lewis, he wasn't actually looking for that. We, some, some of us were praying for that. As, but he is merciful and he will give us a clue and he will, give us, he will lead us of how can we play in this game. So up to this moment, we have been able to see how God uses the church to equip and call missionaries. Now, we're going to see how God uses it to send them. That leads us to point number three. God uses the church to send missionaries. And we can find more of that in verse number three. So, first, the church was there. And God, it was the background of the church. Then, it was in the, that this worship time, God called Paul and Barnabas. And then, now in that verse number three, Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands of them and sent them off. So, it's amazing how in three verses we can see a whole process. But we really don't know how much time really took that. Like, like, I don't know. I, I just want a picture. Like, it is not like I will receive this call and today I am going out and then I'm traveling. You know what I mean? Maybe I, I need some preparation. I will need a, at least to... Like, right now, we left La Paz, the city we were for, and it took us some months to actually sell the house and be thinking where we're going. So the scriptures are just giving us, like, a... Image of what it it takes, I know in real life there are things that I, I... Yeah, it takes more time. But the church was playing another big role. We just saw in verse number two, the calling comes from God, but there is always a confirmation through the church. God uses the church to confirm a calling and to equip them, and then to send them. It is important to remember that, that the church plays that role in someone. So, even though, maybe, you are not the one who is going to travel, or who is going to plant another church, or who is going to be sent, Wants to use you to do something with them. Maybe a encouragement. Maybe a prayer. Something. Like even just being able to receive us and pray for us, that's a lot. You don't even know too much about Bolivia, most of you maybe, because we are very, very far. But we are in the body of Christ. And we can relate to any nation because we want the gospel to go forward there so it's important to be thinking on that processing like maybe you can see okay no i don't play any role there you play an important role because this is the body of christ and doesn't have nationalities doesn't have languages is important so this process continues they Continue praying, continuing fasting, and they, yeah, it says, then fasting and praying, and lay down their hands on them and send them off. So we, do, we really don't know how much time it took. But, um, yeah, I want to share a story uh, that happened uh, while we were in the pastor's college. So, when you're in the pastor's college, they send you to another church to preach. And we went to another church in Virginia, and we were in Kentucky. Uh, the pastor's college is in Kentucky. So we drove there, and uh, then we went to Maryland. Uh, I have family there. We went to visit them. And we found these uh, empanadas that are called salteñas there. They are from Bolivia. And they're amazing if you ever visit bolivia you can have them and you will have a party in your mouth so <laughs> uh, we wanted to share this with our some of our uh, friends so we went there and we found out that they, they actually made them uh, you can uh, ask for them but they also do it uh, frozen so you can take them so it was, it was quite a thing, because they, they didn't do like these good packages to take them. So we actually said, OK, uh, we, we bought them, but we start to think, OK, we want to take this uh, eight hours drive. and um, We don't want them to get ruined because we're not coming back eight hours again to buy them again. So we bought a cooler. Uh, we bought um, ice. Uh, the dry ice, we put it there, so we pack them. So it will last the eight hours and we will be able to have them well when we get there. So it, it, was, it wasn't a big deal, but it was some planning so we can share with our friends, uh, Leo and Lisa and other ones that were there. and Yeah, I hope they have a good taste. But um, what I, I say is that when you take something, when you send something, you have to plan. Like when, when they are saying sending, that takes more than what you you think. Imagine sending a missionary. Yeah. You're sending. Where is he gonna go? How is he gonna get there? How is he gonna provide for his family? What is the church going to do for them? So that's the important role that the church plays. So, I was just sharing about salteñas. Yeah, that's a small thing, just empanada. But the church plays a very important role when they send missionaries, when they send support and pray for missionaries. So if you are wondering, if, what, is my, what, what is my role here? Well, now, now you have many options, and that's one of them. I really admire the way that the Philly churches for Sovereign Grace plant churches. Because they actually send people, send pastors with churches <laughs> included. I've seen that. So I, I, was, I learned that from you. That, and I, I really like that. So that would be another example. Like even, I'm not the lead one, but I want to go with them and I want to be part of that. So that's another way that God can give people a call to do missions. So it is wonderful to see how in just in three verses we can see, maybe we can pray, we can fast, we can be prophesying for them, we can be uh, equipping them, we can help uh, telling them how to get there. There are so many ways we can help, and I'm sure there are more than what I mentioned. But I just wanted to give you a background that you are playing an important role for the church. And missions is not a part. You play an important role there as well. So, if if you are not sure what your role is there, pray to to God. The Lord will give you. What is your role there? How can you be building the body of Christ in missions. I just want to end this saying that it is really an honor to be serving the, God, the Lord. Like, no matter which role you play, I play, it's, it's an honor that God Give us. He can do just like that and do more than what we can do in all our lives. But He decided to use us. What a gift! So if you are the big engine or the small screw, do it with all your strength with power, because God decided to use you. This is what I wanted to share with you. And all, all glory in this process goes to the Lord. He is the owner of this. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you that we can, we can play a role here. We actually uh, don't deserve any. We don't deserve to be your children, and you decide us. You decide that we are your children. You send your your son Jesus to die for us. We're humble, but not just that. Now you're giving us room that we can serve you. Please let us be faithful servants. That when you come back. We have been faithful with the life and all the riches that we have received from you.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God bless you.